Hey, all you holistic hipsters out there, it's that time. So grab your chalice of choice and sit back and sip along with us. We would love to welcome you to the Tea Podcast, where we spill the tea on all things holistic in the pet grooming industry. Let me introduce you to our hostesses with the mostesses. She is the socialite of skin and coat care, Ms. Michelle Knowles. And the queen bee of all things oily, Ms. Melissa Conti-Diener. Brought to you by TheOilyGroomer.com Are you searching for a new and more mindful way of grooming? Interested in understanding how to grow your grooming business with a more holistic and organic approach? Please contact Melissa Conti-Diener at TheOilyGroomer.com so that you can set up a meeting and bring balance and prosperity to your life. And AllThingsPaw.com Intermediate and advanced courses in pet esthetician work, fear recovery, animal handling, and more. Get your learn on with all things paw. And by PositiveEd.com Attend from anywhere in the world. Always pay the lowest price. Six to ten hours of innovative content and more. Education for every learning lifestyle. Never miss the class you need and transcripts are provided for recordings. Say hello to Pet Professional Education Unleashed with PositiveEd.com. Now, let's get this tea party started. Alrighty then. Here we are again. It is tea time. Yeah. <laughs> On this Memorial Day, it's How tea time. How are you doing, ma'am? Um, Labor Day. It's not Memorial Day. Labor Day. Labor Day. We, are rem- we remember that it's Labor Day. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which is Alrighty. an accomplishment for me. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Waking up. We woke up again. Hey, there's somebody else in our box. Well, who's in our box? <laughs> it's who Kate Clayson. Who let the riffraff <laughs> in? <laughs> Do your tea turn. <laughs> what I want to know is what's in your cup, Melissa? Oh, what's in my cup? I, I got a new cup because, again, we live on the seventh circle of the sun and it's a bazillion degrees. So I got a new cool cup. Um, isn't it pretty? Oh, it's very tropically. Yes, makes me feel very tropically. And I actually have the actual company tea bag because I love this company, since I'm not a, a loose blender as much as you are, Michelle. Mm-hmm. I prefer the quick and easy route. So mm-hmm. um, these are Puka. This is Refresh. And it's uh, uh, a mixture of uh, organic peppermint, organic fennel, and organic rose. And it's called nice. Refresh. So mm, I like that. And they come in all different blends. Um, Mm -hmm. And this is one of my favorites. And I love this uh, cold. It's so nice. And of course, with sweetened with a little of my raw honey. Mm -hmm. And this is Chuck. And he agrees. Hi, Chuck. (laughs) That that's tasty treat. What's in your cup, Michelle? I have today. I have today. This is from... Uh, a collection of apothecary um, uh, mugs, tea mugs, if you will. It says Sensen Throat Ease Breath Perfume for five cents. Lovely. So very vintage looking. Yes. Yes. I've only got two of them from this collection because the other ones are like cigars and chew and other stuff. But inside I'm doing a nutritive. It's dandelion, burdock and hawthorn for heart health. Nice. So that's what nice. I'm sipping on today. So our our esteemed guest, Ms. Kate Clayson, what is in your cup? <laughs> I'm like the one of these things doesn't belong box. <laughs> I, I've got coffee, just black coffee. <laughs> what does your mug say? Do it correctly, ma'am. Yeah, what's your mug? 
So my mug says, you don't get to tell me what to do because you're not my dog. Oh, <laughs> I love that. I that love it. It's so appropriate for tea time. <laughs> yeah. This was a, a gift from Tiny Tim. Oh. <laughs> and inside, do you have bean tea? <laughs> no, inside is just coffee. Bean just, tea, exactly. Bean tea, yes, yes. Yeah, I didn't even tea. think about it that way. <laughs> I like that thought process. And our our yeah. bishop, our bishop and tiny there, uh, being uh, uh, on duty with you today, or are you are you solo without the boys? Um, so I've got I've got bishop, but I don't have tiny. Tiny um, had a lot of attitude issues lately, and so I didn't want him making too much noise. So I bet you guys are wondering, hmm, what's the topic today? Yeah. Bam! I <laughs> love it. Like it. All right. Emergent Tea 911, because our guest has her whole business based around emergency health. Uh, tell us a little bit about it. All right. So, um, I, for those of you that, that don't know me out there, um, I'm a former first responder. That was my career for about 20 years. Prior to that, I grew up in a first responder household. So it's just something that has been part of my life. I decided to retire from that and started working as a pet professional. And um, during that time period, my dog started choking. And it was in that moment that luckily what I did, it, it helped get that object out and she's still with us, but it made me feel helpless. And I thought that's just, that's just not cool. So I went and I learned what to do in case of an emergency and saw how there's such a lack of that in the, in the pet side of things that now that's my new mission, my new passion. So it's really fun for me because it's not necessarily work. It's bringing my two passions together. And, mm -hmm. and I think it's got, um, a, a lot of purpose behind it because we don't realize how powerful we really are when it comes to being our first responder for our pet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think a lot of people don't realize that you're fully capable as a pet owner of providing lots of emergency type assistance to your dog until you can get to the veterinarian. Uh, it's not just about CPR, is it? No. And that's what I always say, like CPR, people always think like, you know, when I say emergency CPR first aid, but I always say that that's just a small piece of the puzzle, right? So there's a, there's a whole pie to be had out there. And um, so it's not just the CPR, it is doing the first aid. It is what to do if they're choking. It is emergency preparedness in general. You know, um, I think we, get so used to having 911 and a whole network on the human side of things that we forget that they don't have a network on the pet side of things. Mm -hmm. You are the network. So mm -hmm. if you're the network, how are you preparing for that? Because when it comes time that that's going to happen, and we'll talk about it here in a little bit as far as what the st uh, statistics are telling us mm -hmm. that it's going to happen at some point, mm -hmm. um, then what are you going to do about that? Mm -hmm. Because in that moment, that's not the time to learn. Right. And it's not just about big emergencies. It doesn't have to be some life-threatening thing. It could be something like uh, last week, one of my dogs actually dug up an anthill. Wow. Right. Mm -hmm. And so she was covered in ant bites and got, you know, some, some swelling, some inflammation, you know, inflammation going on as well as some, uh, like a, a light allergy to, you know, the fact that they bit the heck out of her out there. Cause she was being silly and decided to dig in the ant in an anthill she found. Well, with all this rain, you know, they're out and about now that it's dried up a little. And so that was something that I thought this will be a good topic when we talk with you, Kate, because sometimes your pets get just get into things and it's not necessarily a cardiac event, you know, that your dog's having a heart attack or choking, to, you know, on something. And um, but they, you know, may ingest something or um, step on something and now they're limping. And so it's it runs a gamut from 
really big emergencies all the way down to minor things that you can take care of yourself if you have this training. Well, and, and I think one of the stats that um, was brought to my attention that really makes you start thinking, the American Animal Hospital Association, they came out and they published saying that one in four dogs could have a dramatic better outcome if only one first aid technique was applied prior to arriving at the veterinarian. Right, right. Nice. Yeah. I mean, one out of four, mm-hmm. you know? So yes, it is CPR. It is first aid, but it is so much more than that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I think if you take the time and get a little bit of education on how to, what you can do uh, in the interim until you're driving to the vet or, or if it even is that you have the power now to discern whether or not you should panic and run to the vet and this and the other. Sometimes it's something you can just do at home. If they've got a thorn stuck in their foot, you can irrigate it. You know, you can wash it. You can apply the salve, you can you know, bandage it. And all those things are included. So, I mean, if there is a way to bandage a foot so that that bandage doesn't fall off, there's ways to do that. They have actual ways to do that. Uh, And then there's different methods for depending on what part of the body it is. Right. Right. And can so you I'm, also you also do not just for the pet owner, but also you do emergency and uh, preparedness also for the the grooming salons as well. Or, um, you know, even if you're mobile, you know, when you have an emergency. So you also work with groomers in that sense as well. And for those that don't know, um, you're also a groomer. So um can you elaborate a little bit on that part of your business of how help um, is also for people? It's not just for dogs and cats and the, and the pet parent to know about their pet, but it's also for, for humans in an emergency situation. Yeah. So when I retired from um, the emergency world, I worked at a vet office, worked as a vet assistant, but then I also worked under a groomer and learned how to groom. Um, I started out as mobile and then I opened my own salon. So I have the experience on the mobile side and I have the experience on the salon side. So coming into it as a former first responder, my perspective on things is going to be just a little bit different just because my my background and my training is different. So when I walk into certain situations, um, I have a completely different viewpoint, which is why I like to target the groomers. Um, I've seen a lot of things as I've gone across different states and trained in different facilities. I've seen facilities that have absolutely no supplies on hand at all. I've seen facilities that have supplies on hand at different stations. Um, And I think there's a lot of times where they have the first aid kit, but they don't necessarily go through the first aid kit. And now the emergency happens and you open it up and it's like 95% Band-Aids. So For me, as I come in and I do the training with the salons, I like to do it a little bit differently because I see where where there's that lack. So it's not just coming in and going, okay, let's learn CPR. One and two and three and four and, oh, this is what you're going to do. And then this Mm -hmm. is what you're going to do. Because life isn't A, B, C, D. It's one thing to teach a textbook style, and it's another thing to actually teach reality. And the reality is when the emergency happens, there is nothing but gray area. It's not black and white. So what you taught or what you may have learned in a class and you think, okay, well, I'm ready to go. Well, I'm putting you to that test because I want you to know what it's going to be like when the, when the go is on. And The other aspect of that is, you know, I I encourage salons to keep training. So as a first responder, right, I had to go through an academy. I had to go through a probationary period. I practiced every day on the street. And then on top of that, we still trained on top of that. So it's a constant, constant, constant training. You don't just take a 30-minute online class or a 30-minute class or whatever class it is that you decide to take and think that just because you got a certificate of completion at the end of it that you're ready to go. 
And so this is where I come in and I will put you through a scenario. I have weighted dogs because I don't think people realize, especially like mobile groomers or salon groomers that work on their own, when that dog is not conscious to help you out, what does it feel like? I, I have to say, I felt those weighted dogs um, that Kate has. What a game changer because I had mm. no idea. What were they, like 30 pounds? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was just like, oh, my gosh, this feels like 100 pounds. I mean, it was so heavy. I could not believe how mm. heavy that was. And the thing is, is that it it's it's pliable you know what i mean so it would move like an unconscious animal it just mm -hmm. kind of be floppy and heavy and mm -hmm. not easy to to maneuver what for those of you who do yeah for what for those of you who also do anesthetized grooming you know exactly what that's like as well right. because you don't have any um tension in the skin at all yes it's all loose so you have to be very careful about uh, moving your clipper around that flesh uh, because there's no muscle tension. You've got to spread everything apart. You've got to hold it, you know, to provide the tension. Uh, it's the same thing. Yeah. When you're unconscious, you don't realize how floppy and heavy you get. <laughs> no. So then imagine that dog goes down in the tub, right? Mm -hmm. And you think that you're going to take that dog and pick it up and put it on the floor to start performing emergency aid to it, not realizing that I can't pick this dog up now. Right. So it is putting you through that scenario and getting the realization of what this may actually look like, um, because it serves a couple of different purposes. You know, I always tell people like, I'm not here to just try and be a jerk and be like, oh, oh this is this is the emergency. Um, but I do it because I want you to have a more realistic feel for it. And then on top of that, too, a lot of people have never had an emergency happen. They've never really had that type of experience happen in their lifetime. If we go through it with a scenario, then that initial shock and I don't know how I'm going to be in that situation. We get that out of your system. Right. Mm -hmm. So now the next time that it happens, now you have a little bit of muscle memory. Your body is going to react differently than that very first time. So I've had people in their scenarios just literally like freeze up mm -hmm. and then we put them through it again. And guess what? They were able to work through that adrenaline. They were able mm -hmm. to work through that fight or flight. And so this is where I feel strongly as far as, you know, salons and pet professionals to actually put you through a scenario versus, mm -hmm. hey, let's just let's just learn this information online and be done with it. Um, so there's a lot of different, a lot of different avenues and aspects to the training instead of just, you know, textbook CPR. Right. I think a lot of us are unaware that when you learn a new skill, you actually make new pathways in your brain uh, mm -hmm. to learn that skill. And a lot of people aren't aware of that. So even if you take a class, like Kate was saying, uh, or read a book or see a video, it really isn't the same as participating in something like that where you're you have a faux emergency, but you have to go through the motions. You're actually helping your brain create that pathway to the learning so that that memory is there when you need it. It has something it to fall back on muscle. And then it becomes muscle memory. The more you practice that, the more yes. that you go through and you're like, OK, and you put together a, a plan that you have for whether you're you know in a mobile or whether you're in a house call it doesn't really matter talk about how important that is kate to actually have a emergency preparedness plan it's it's important on a lot of aspects of it so not just you know um, you know, as, as far as at home, but at work too. And I don't think a lot of businesses realize that OSHA makes it a requirement. <laughs> they're technically supposed to have a plan and they're supposed to talk about that with their employees as well. But if let's just throw out a hypothetical. Okay. Hypothetical is I'm in a salon setting and I've got three other groomers that are in my shop with me. Mm -hmm. One of the groomers is in the process of grooming a dog and has a cardiac event and goes down. What are you going to do? How, who, I mean, everybody is always like, call 911. 
I get that, okay? And it's kind of ironic that 911 are called the first responders when people don't realize that the victims and you are the first responders, right? Mm -hmm. So and every minute that you're not doing chest yeah. compressions is minutes of life lost. Exactly. <laughs> and the average, on average, okay, sometimes it's a little bit longer, but on average response time is about seven minutes. So let's just sit here in silence now for seven minutes and see right. how much time or how that feels. So mm -hmm. imagine this person is being down now, you know, in the reality with CPR is what we're trying to do is just oxygenate all the organs that need oxygen and glucose to keep functioning. So we are just stabilizing that patient until they are able to get the help that they need. So if we're not doing that and it's just sitting there, everything starts to die. So now I'm just sitting there for seven minutes. Well, th your body is starting to shut down biological processes that are happening. So our chances of survival decrease one minute at a time. So it's just as important to learn the human side as it is on the pet side. The thing is with the pets, they have even less time than we do. So when their body starts breaking down and minutes are even more precious when it comes to our dog versus versus our, our humans. So now I just had this coworker go down and we've never talked about a plan. We don't know what's going on. It mm -hmm. has to take that minute now to recognize this is an emergency. Now it takes another minute to recognize what am I supposed to do? Then on top of that, there is going to be chaos. So what do we do with that dog? Where do we place that dog? Who is going to be calling 911? Who knows CPR to be able to initiate the emergency to begin with and not have to be on the phone? Mm -hmm. The other thing I do in my classes too is go over a 911 call since I used to be a 911 dispatcher because a lot of people have never had to call 911 before. So you don't realize the questions that the dispatcher has to ask you. And I have, I hear people all the time are like, just get them over here. Just get them out. Okay. Well, you know, I, as a dispatcher, they didn't realize how the system worked. So as I'm asking them questions, the information's going into the computer system. The responders are already being sent out there, but I still have to keep you on the phone and ask you questions. So what kind of questions are you going to have to know? And Oddly enough, I mean, I've had people that work in my shop and they still don't know the address of where they're at. Mm -hmm. And that's another thing. We got to know our location. So it's all these little things that if you've never really had to go through it before, know how the system works. You're mm -hmm. not going to have the same perspective as somebody that used to have to do this for a living. So this is where I like to bring that reality into my training. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that you give it that unique perspective because how many people were a uh, 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 first responder, were a dispatcher or groomer, are uh, working with uh, other first responder um, organizations. So not just local police force, but also fire department, also, you know, other outreaches. So you, you really bring a very unique uh, perspective to this whole um, umbrella of uh, explain what help is. That's the name of your business. And it's an yeah. act. Yeah. So it's H period, E period, L period, P period. And each of those letters are from a much bigger word, correct? Yeah. So I'm going to take a sip of my coffee so I can yeah. spill it all out. Yeah. It's a word. Yeah. Let me see if I can get her up on the screen big. No, that's not it. I know. We keep playing with that format. I couldn't get it. I don't have to read anything because otherwise they'll be looking at my nose so I can look through my bifocals. <laughs> I think it's this. Let's see. Michelle loves all the techie stuff. I if we lose you, we'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> That's bigger. <laughs> yeah. I just want to be able to see your sign and your logo in oh, the background. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's so tell us about it. So human and animal emergency lifeline preparedness. And I thought that that just kind of basically covers everything. 
right? Mm -hmm. So help just kind of broadens the whole aspect of what I'm trying to train. And this is where I really, really want pet professionals to not just train on the animal side of things, but to also know the human side of things is just as important and to really incorporate all of the emergency training and get you prepared. So um, not only do I work with help, but I also work with Melissa, like you said, the nonprofit where I'm still working with the first responders. Um, there's, there's the response side of the nonprofit where we go out and work with the fire departments and crisis response teams if there's animal involved in a house fire or whatever emergency situation. So we go and we help the animals there. And then there's uh, the division that I'm heading up and that is the uh, peer support division mm -hmm. with the first responders. Mm -hmm. So um, we there's, there's a couple of different aspects with help because we're working with both sides. I'd really like to educate the pet professionals and really, so, okay. Here's fun fact, right? I should make this a quiz, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> so fun fact is, I don't think a lot of people even realize that human CPR was developed in 1960. Mm. Human CPR in general has only been around for about 63 years. And when the first AED came out, it was like 200 pounds and it was on a wheelie cart, right? Right. So look how much in a very short period of time has changed. And this is why over the years, like when I went through EMT school, I had a practice on dummy Annie and it was 15 compressions to two breaths, right? But over time we have had studies and outside of hospital statistics come in and we see what's working and what's not working. Well, we're, we're fresh in the animal side of things because for a long time, everybody was like, ah, it's not even worth your time because it's futile, right? It's, it's not even worth it. Well, now recover collected statistics outside the hospital setting on the animal side of things as well. And they came out with their report saying that it's not futile, that it is worth your time and effort to do it. Right. So we are saving our animals lives if we know what to do. And that's key. So as pet professionals, when we are not required to have this under our belt, if we have a, a business that takes care of people's pets, right? Mm -hmm. We're not at that point yet. Now's the time to really get out there and start spreading the word that it's not futile, that it does save lives, and that really you're the first responder in order to be able to do that. So you take these dogs under your wing every single day. Now what are you going to do if something were to happen? Right, right. And I'm hoping that, you know, it's not going to take 60 years to develop to the point that the human side has that it's going to take you know, just a couple of years when people are going to know that this information is available to them. You know, I think that we uh, as a society, as dog and pet owners and lovers, I think more and more the pet owners that are coming up today are really getting into the care of their pets. So they are interested in safety. They are interested mm -hmm. in nutrition. They are interested in what goop goes on their dog when it gets groomed. So, I mean, a lot of things are like that. Fun fact, I just read the other day that the, the face of the uh, CPR dummy, Annie, was actually taken from a woman who was pulled out of the Thames 200 years ago. So that face is an absolute real woman that got pulled out uh, and um, they made a plaster of her face. And now she is the face of all of those CPR dummies, except what? the male ones. I think there's male ones too now. Um, but uh, yeah, isn't that weird? Again, again with the obscure facts. I love it. I know. <laughs> I, I, I don't have so to go weird. look that up now, Michelle. Thank yeah. you. She, <laughs> so like, two, well, for 200 like, years, this woman's right. face has actually been in, in, in an essential help to saving so many people's lives. People's lives. Yeah, yeah. That's such, that is such a cool antidotal thing. And Michelle is full of them. I just sent mm. her something the other day. I was like, hey, did you know this? And she was like, actually, I did. And I was like, why am I not surprised? And then I, I sent was, one back and she was like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> which is why, Michelle, I am absolutely ecstatically excited that 
the herbal apothecary, right? Did I say that right? The herbal paw apothecary. Yes. That. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because otherwise I'll screw it up again, right? <laughs> that we are coming together to be able to offer not just, you know, emergency supplies, but to be able to offer the herbal side of things as well. And um, this is a, a project that I have wanted to do for such a long time because animals respond really well to natural remedies. And they, do. Um, and they don't have a lot of side effects. Uh, they work really well uh, and they're safe. They're safe to be ingested. They're safe to be put topically. So I think that's what I want to know is, do you have one of your um, first aid kits handy? Yes, I do. Can you walk us through what's I in actually, it? <laughs> oh, my I God. Actually, How much time is this? <laughs> yeah, plenty of time. This is the advanced kit, so it could be a little bit longer. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. I, I'll just try and kind of like do a, a broad overview. But I wish we could get her big. I actually, I actually have the picture. Give me one second and I can pull it up. Let's see here. Hang on. Share screen. I'm trying here. There it is. So here's the actual, can you guys see it? Not yet. Hold on. Oh, yep. There it is. Wow. You got it. So nice. that is what oh, the kit looks picture. like. Where did you get that picture? <laughs> right off of your Facebook, girl. Right off of your Facebook. Dang, I took a professional picture. Yes, you did. So there is the actual picture. And I'm going to stop sharing. Hang on. And okay, now, Kate, you can go through. Go ahead and show what actually comes in that little, that little uh, bag. Yeah. yeah. So... I, what I did was I put together a kit that really ultimately, if this is the only kit that you have on hand, that it's going to be something that's going to be beneficial if it's a human emergency or an animal emergency, right? So I see a lot of kits that are out there and it's either one or the other. Um, and I get that, you know, just to have extra supplies on hand for for your animal versus versus both. But I wanted something that you can go hiking or if you're a mobile groomer or you're, you know, a, a smaller salon that you don't necessarily need, you know, three different things. So in the kit here in the, in the front pocket, we have our emergency shock blanket. And then there's a couple of pouches of emergency water. The water is actually good for five years. So you won't have to replace that for a while. And then we open it up and it's a nice little carrying case. And it's got a hook up here. So if you wanted to hang it from somewhere, um, you can do that as well. It's got gloves in it. It's got um, all your ointments and stuff in here. So it does have a triple antibiotic ointment. And I know some... People have issues with that because of cats. So cats, there there can be uh, an allergic reaction to cats. I have talked to different veterinarians about it. Most of them say that they have seen the allergic reaction if it gets into the eye of the cat. They haven't really seen anything topically. So um, use that with caution when it comes to cats, but there are other options that are in the kit for, for cats as well. But if this is going to be for human and animal emergency, then I wanted to, to go ahead and keep that in there. Um, so we have that. It also comes with packs of honey. So if there were to be a diabetic reaction, you've got sugar on hand, or if there is a hypoglycemic reaction, then you've got sugar on hand for that as well. So I've got honey in there. Um, I've got for, for the human side, there's a little one way valve CPR mask. So you can't say that you didn't have any protection because you've got your, your mask here. It's got a Dr. Pen light. So if you needed to look inside the throat for anything, it's, you know, choking incident, you've got that. Um, it has medical tape that we go over in class as far as like how to tape up a tail and that type of thing. Um, 
you've got your bandage scissors and you've got your pair of pliers if needed because tongue depressors, tongue depressors for on the animal side of things can be used as uh, splints mm -hmm. if needed. It's got the information in the front pocket. So the information is kind of an overall pet first aid information, but it also has your information for poison control. Mm -hmm. It's got a slip lead. The slip lead I like because you can use that as an emergency muzzle as well. Um, it has your digital thermometer and then a couple of packs of lube. Um, so if it's an animal emergency, once you use that digital thermometer, I would mark it that you use that as the animal thermometer. <laughs> <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. <laughs> it's got a collapsible bowl. So if you do need to provide water to your animal, you've got that on hand. Or I include if you use the wrong thermometer and then realize. <laughs> <laughs> Just make sure you go and you pull out the alcohol wipes and wipe that yeah. down, right? Um, sorry. And then I've got an actual Sam splint. Um, so you can use that on human limb. Yeah. And then uh, you can also use it on your animals as well. And this, this you can cut. So if you needed to cut it smaller, you have an actual splint to be able to do that. Um, you've got uh, ace bandage roll for your pressure dressings. You've got a roll of vet wrap. Make life easier when it comes to our, our animals, but it's good for you too. Mm -hmm. um, here is another alternative to like a triple antibiotic ointment. This is a silver biotic. Um, so this is good for dogs and or cats. I love that it's both feline and and canine mm -hmm. friendly as well as human. Mm -hmm. yeah. So many pet kits out there are specifically just for dogs. Or they're Q-tip heavy for some weird reason. Yeah. Like they have some obscure weird thing that, oh, yeah. these are people just put a bunch of them in there and bulk it up instead of giving you what you need in an emergency. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, you know, that's why I tell people like open up your kit, figure out what you have because mm -hmm. You know, if I have a big laceration and I actually need gauze and pressure dressings and mm -hmm. hemostatic agents and ace bandage oh, or whatever mm -hmm. the case may be, and I open it up and it's all band-aids, right. well, now what? What are we going to do? Right. You know, put those together and, and try and tape something together with that. So know what's in your first aid kit. Um, this also comes with a smaller bottle of hydrogen peroxide. So you have no one use that on deep wounds. It's for rashes uh, and scrapes and abrasions only. And that had the hydrogen peroxide <laughs> don't use with cats. Yeah. Uh, cats and hydrogen peroxide do not get along. So that is for dog or people only. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I included a, a needleless syringe. So if you do have to administer or wash something out, you irrigate it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, gauze rolls got a couple of gauze rolls in here. I've My gosh, it's, it's ice Hopkins first aid bag, like you know, pulling stuff out of there. Holy moly, it doesn't look that big. <laughs> Move That's over, Mary Poppins. Right? Yeah, I mean, holy cow, that thing is packed full of of like necessary items you haven't taken one thing out of there that i've gone yeah you'll never use that right, no exactly. like, all those are legitimate items yeah yes i'm, yeah. I'm like wow. i tried i really did try well you um, did good girl here is and your there's more. <laughs> there's more. There's more. So you do have your gauze pads and your gauze, right? But this also comes with hemostatic gauze as well. So hemostatic gauze being like your clotted gauze. So if something were to, 
impaled object or something along those lines and you have a heavy bleed, this is the hemostatic gauze to be able to pack that wound and be able to stop that bleeding a little bit faster. If you are impaled or your dog is impaled, do not remove no. the, object. the object. You yeah. want to keep that intact because it's actually uh, cutting off circulation in that area. Once you remove it, it will bleed and the, the, the animal will bleed out. Right. So it's, if you get impaled with something, it's best to keep that in. And then the doctors can remove that at the emergency room because they have all the equipment there to stop the bleeding. Yeah. So that is, um, I think so that is the end of the bag. Oh, well, that's what I was going to say. So tell us how do they get this bag? which I can't imagine your shop should have one. If you're mobile, you should have one in your mobile van. If your house call, that should be attached to your carrying case of all your grooming. Your caddy. Mm -hmm. Right. Your caddy. Um, and if, you are, if you're in a brick and mortar, you know, then you definitely should have more than, especially if you're a large salon, you should have a mm -hmm. couple of those in some strategic places. Mm -hmm. So um, if, even if you work in a vet's office, you're in a separate area and you should have those things put together like that for you. Um, so Excellent I, point, Melissa. Excellent yeah. point. Yes. It should so be in your area. Yes. It should. Right. It should be within reach or close by so that you can get things going while you're working your plan. So where do we get it, Kate? How do we get it? Um, and how much is it? So the advanced kit is $76.99, but it's free shipping. Mm -hmm. um, and you can get it at my website, which is www.helpllp.com. And on my website as well, um, there is an option if you wanted to. Um, you can download the 10 free tips for emergency preparedness. Nice. Now, where can they find the, the classes to take um, so that they're, they are prepared to use that emergency kit should it come necessary? Everything is on my website at this point. Um, okay. I still have to update the in-person classes because I am traveling a lot this month. So mm -hmm. I'm going to be teaching in different states. Um, so I don't have anything as of right now, but once October hits, I'm going to be back up and running. So, um, and that's the other aspect of it too. If it's something that, you know, I'm willing to travel. Mm -hmm. So if you are a salon out there and you want to do some sort of training, uh, an emergency preparedness training, go through a scenario whatever the case may be, feel free to contact me for that as well. Cause I do travel for that. So everything right now is on my website. Um, if for any reason you want to call me and speak to me directly and set something up that way, you can reach me at 602-790-3651. Now I love it. This is different. Your, this is your first aid kit. Mm -hmm. um, from help. This is yeah. very different than your work with the Fido bags and the fetch foundation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so uh, while you're, I'm going to have you elaborate on that, but I'm going to pull up if you're okay with it, I'm going to pull up with just a couple of pictures so they could see also your work partners that uh, help you with uh, some of that stuff. Um, and, uh, let me just do a share screen here really quick. Um, how do you share the screen on this thing? <laughs> Down at the bottom. Oh, Oops. present? Yes, ma'am. There we go. So here is one of Kate's partners here. This is Bishop with some of the Fido bags. This is this is my partner in crime. <laughs> <laughs> him him and the other. Um so yes, this is this is Bishop, and Bishop is my co-teacher, my co-instructor. But we also do therapy with the first responders as well. The Fido bags is through the Fetch Foundation, and the Fido bags are um, donations that are given to the fire departments. So when the fire departments have an animal on scene. 
the phyto bags provide oxygen masks. They provide um, other materials that are in their gloves. Um, they provide instruction videos. They provide a couple of different things for the fire departments to be able to help those animals, especially with like smoke inhalation. And um, so the Fetch Foundation, their goal is to be able to get every single bag, or I shouldn't say every single bag, every single department provided with a bag. Across the whole nation. And then she's going to work on the whole world. <laughs> that's how we're with having big goals there's that's nothing, right. wrong, with nothing that. wrong with that speaking so, um, of big goals here is uh, a photo and you can um just kind of just share a little bit about what um what these boys are doing they're working can you see that <laughs> Yes. So that is one of our visits. And um, I work with Companion Pets in Crisis. Uh, that's the other nonprofit. And that is the therapy uh, division that I've headed up. And that is us going in and working with the peer support groups. So we work with the fire departments, the police departments. This was at the medical examiner's office. And we go and do therapy visits with the responders as well. So it is educating and providing peer support on the first responder side. And then also educating and, and providing education to professionals and, and, and the people, pet owners side of things. So it all really we all work together and network together to hopefully in, in my mind, right? When we're talking about big goals to provide some sort of emergency network for our animals because they don't have one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they don't have anything at this point. It's you guys. And so I hear, well, I'll just take them to the emergency vet, but we're, we're coming into a day and age where that's not as easy either. Mm -hmm. So we have to really know what to do to be able to stabilize the animal, whether that be the first responders are doing it or whether that be our owners and pet professionals are doing it. We are trying to educate everybody. So, not only do you co-teach with Bishop, so when mm -hmm. you're teaching first aid, CPR, he's a you know medium to large size dog. He is an absolutely gorgeous Dalmatian um, and a, amazing. I'm always amazed when you show me the stuff that he has, you know, and he is a rescue. So he came to you as a uh, semi-adult, you know, and so um, while he is the traditional um service dog you right. also you also work with um another service dog and i'll, I'll share screen again here <laughs> and you can give a little bit of attention uh to this guy who's usually fired but um, <laughs> what, can you, what could you tell us about about this um, small stature but big attitude? I, I know I've seen you do the CPR stuff with him. Yes, he. You know what? Both of these guys are my heart dogs. Um, Tiny is. No, no introduction needed for Tiny. If you, if anybody out there has seen me at events has taken my class, then you have met Tiny and know that he needs no introduction. Um, Tiny, I love Tiny because number one, he's now the senior co-instructor. So he's <laughs> teaching Bishop what to do. Um, but Tiny also, Bishop is, you know, Bishop is a little bit different. I, I can't explain it, but Tiny brings so much joy to people. And so it's so easy to be able to attract um, people around and teach them the CPR stuff when Tiny's there. He just has a, a aura about him and a, a personality about him that he just brings so much fun to the class or any anywhere that I bring him, really. And you actually, I mean, he actually assists you in teaching teaching your uh your classes it's not that he's just there yeah. to look cute no they both do so tiny yeah. i use for a small dog cpr demonstration mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. and other small dog aspects of it because I'll use him like I'll pass him around so people can feel pulses uh, because you got to feel them on the little ones as well as the big ones Mm -hmm. Uh, Bishop he's he's learning we're in the learning process but I do use him as well because you know the technique that I'm going to use for Bishop for CPR is going to be different than tiny Um, different things too as far as choking goes and how to form tight seals around the muzzle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bishop is very good for practicing the emergency muzzle on. So bringing both of them to class is able to give you more of a hands-on experience versus, you know, just having stuffed animals or, or mannequins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, I mean, I think that that's pretty important that you actually – not only do you bring this unique perspective, but you also bring, you work with two different size dogs, two different complete um, personality type, you know? And so for somebody like me, I only work on small breeds. Mm-hmm. So um, that to me, how to get a seal on that little tiny face and a squishy face at that, you know, bracephalic mm-hmm. face is even more um, uh, interesting to try and and uh, make a, a good tight seal. So um, mm-hmm. I just love the fact that they get to go with you and that and you travel with them as well. Yeah. Yeah. Tiny is not coming with me this this next trip, but Bishop is. Right. So we will be teaching emergency preparedness up in Idaho and uh, Bishop will be there for that. So give them the website one more time. I posted it in the comments. Did you you put it up? Okay. Good deal. Did you get that picture to share? What picture? I sent you one in Messenger. Oh, uh, I have to look. (laughs) Let me see. Um, Let's see. Oh. See if I pull that up. Yeah, I can't get it to share because. Oh. I'll, I got it up. So let's see, I should be able to present. What is it, Michelle? Tell everybody while I'm doing this. This, uh, Hopefully she has the right one. Not me, you know, in Vegas, but (laughs) (laughs) that would be terrible. So this is the small herbal kit uh, from (laughs) the herbal paw apothecary that uh, we're teaming up with help uh, to provide an herbal um, solution for the people who don't want to use the chemicals uh, that are normally in first aid kits. So there is irrigation, uh, a sodium chloride irrigation that you put an herbal solution into for antibacterial, antifungal, antiviral, uh, and then you clean it with. Then we have Hear Me Out for anybody who has an ear issue. Shocked, which is cayenne pepper in solution, uh, which will bring a dog out of shock. So one squirt on the inside cheek. Uh, ouch is an oil base. That bring me uh, around. yeah (laughs) and then ouch is a combination of herbs who uh when once you get the wound irrigated and cleaned that would be used in in lieu of the um the triple ointment if you will uh it has it's just as good just as wonderful but it's all herbal and then of course flushed is the um the solution that you put inside your sodium chloride irrigation, uh, and that will actually be uh, an antibacterial flush for them. And I so, know we're working on some other things too, right? We are working on some <laughs> other things as well. So, but that's but a little I really have to say, Michelle, like I have used the ouch just as it is grooming. Like I've had some uh, warts that have opened up and, and that type of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. It is fantastic. Mm-hmm. It is an absolute fantastic concoction that you've got there. So I'm really, really excited to be putting this kit together with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're also working on uh, an herbal way to stop bleeding uh, through with yarrow. Uh, there's like, uh, she also asked me to work on a formulation to ease nausea uh, or to calm a tummy because everybody's all upset. Uh, and then we're also working on um a spray or a rinse in case of fire and they're, they're covered in ash or whatever. Uh, you want to get that cleaned off of them as, as soon as possible. Uh, we don't want just water on it because that makes lie. So, 
yeah. we don't really want to we don't really want to make a caustic uh soup on them so we want something that actually helps clean it off so those are the things that are in the works yeah nice so exciting uh, i just i just love the fact that you guys are two of my closest and most cherished friends and that you're actually working together in this capacity um just brings me so much joy i'm so excited for you both to be able to just bring these products and get this information out there and just do all of this um it is i think it's interesting that I know Marie Peck from another life. Yes. Um, and I know that you knew her. And, and, I with and if you go to my YouTube, my Michelle Knowles YouTube channel or whatever, you <laughs> can find a video of the fetch, fetch bag. I made like a commercial uh, for the fetch <laughs> bag. I had no there idea. And That's then true. somebody sent that to me and I was like, what? <laughs> Yeah, and that and it's really rough because it's when I was first starting to learn how to make those videos. Uh, but I thought it was pretty interesting that it's just come full circle because I, I've always been a proponent of uh, emergency and making sure that you're prepared. So I mean, it just fits. It just fits, and I, I'm so proud of Kate for putting all her stuff together. It really yeah. bring help. Really brings a cohesive alternative to. Um, to emergency preparedness because before like she was saying everybody was like okay we need a human bag we need a bird bag we need a dog bag we don't really most of us use all the same stuff and we just have to modify it for each body system uh, so i'm really glad that you've brought all that together in one great bag an advanced kit uh, now you say that's the advanced kit do you have a a non-advanced kit do you have a basic kit as well yeah you know i was kind of going back and forth with that because i really just feel like just do a one and done. Um, but I also know that people want different tiers as well. So there is a non-advanced kit. Um, it's called my basic kit and it doesn't have things like the, um, it doesn't have the splint in there. It doesn't have the vet wrap in there. It doesn't have um, the needleless syringe. It, it's, it's a very basic basic kit. It's still a good kit, but mm -hmm. there's a lot of stuff that I've personally added into the advanced kit to make it more of a bang for your buck. And I have to say, once you've been in a first responder like Kate has, everything she puts in that kit, she does it for a reason. Yeah, uh, because she's seen it all. And she's like, you know what, this kit's going to get you through until you can get to the more advanced people who can help you with whatever's going on. So I, I'm really, uh, I'm really um, comfortable with the kit that she's put together, simply because I know that each item was thoughtfully curated to yeah. put in this, in this bag. Well, thanks, Michelle. I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and on top of the fact that it comes with the thought processes of someone who has worked as a dispatcher even exactly because they're the one on the phone trying to ascertain what injury or what the issue is so when kate's eyes are on these things and she's packing them into this bag she's not only thinking uh, from just one viewpoint so no i mean and that's where you know i i was a licensed emt then i became a 911 dispatcher then I became a patrol officer. So as far as really having a, a pretty good perspective on how the system actually works, um, I've pretty much worked in most of the, the departments and then still working with the responders now. So to see when we go into the 911 uh, dispatch centers now and to see how they're operating and to see the technology, um, Technology is still not 100%. So I think people think like, oh, well, they're just going to be able to ping where I'm at. Well, it's not there yet, right? They right, still right. get a little bit of radius, but it's not there yet. Um, and it's stuff like that that people don't know. So to be able to have both sides of, of the radio and be able to explain that and so you have a better understanding how your actual system works. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a different perspective than, than some of the others out there. 
Well, all right. Does anybody have anything to follow up? I know you can uh, you can get to Kate by going to www.helplp.com. Uh, so that is her website. That's how you get in touch with her and get in touch with getting one of these fantastic bags to get in your house and at your salon. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you, ladies, for having me on. You it was so great. Welcome. We love you. Yes. It's always nice. And it's, it's that time again, and we're going to miss you until next time. Now, remember that we won't have uh, a podcast this Thursday because every time we do the Monday Live, uh, we'll see you next week uh, with a recording on Thursdays. And we love you, and may your next step be as delicious as your last. Bye.